Let's talk about trying and hoping and what those two things mean when it comes to being weakless. Let's go. Self-care isn't easy. It requires doing hard things. Being uncomfortable is mandatory. It's not for the weak and it's not for the fragile. But that's okay. We don't mind because we are weakless. Hey everybody, welcome back to A Moment of Weakless. This is episode 21. Please forgive me my gravelly voice. I'm getting pummeled by allergies right now. But today I want to talk about these two concepts, trying and hoping. And let's start with trying. You've all heard that adage, don't try, just do. And it's so trite that it just loses all meaning. It's just too cliche. But it is worth examining because you really need to know what you mean when you say you're going to try something. You need to dig into that. What does that mean? And what it really means is that you believe you don't have control. And in self-care and in being weakless, we need to absolutely take 100% responsibility for the things we do without self-abuse attached to that. So we need to be able to Know when we have control, know when we don't have control, don't lie to ourselves, and then run the grand experiment that is self-care without abusing ourselves and injecting emotions where they don't belong. So for example, you are going to take up some endeavor that would be really healthy for you, and then you don't end up following through. Instead of stopping and abusing yourself at that point, you go figure out what made you not follow through. What were the exact thoughts that made you slip up? I'm not going to eat any junk food. Oops, I ate some junk food. At that point, you don't want to go, I suck. I just can't follow through with anything. You want to go, okay, well, I said I wasn't going to eat junk food, and then I ate junk food. So what exactly happened? What were the thoughts in my head that made me flip? from that goal of not eating junk food to, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and eat some junk food right now. Something happened. What was it? But when it comes to this trying thing, I hear people use that word in places where it just shouldn't apply. And it's clear that they think that poor self-care is going to happen to them. And good self-care is something that would happen to them too, if they get lucky. For example, I have asked many people many questions that sound something like, hey, have you been sticking to your guns and not eating snacks? And they'll reply with, well, I'm trying. And what does that mean? What does it mean I've been trying to not snack? I usually get kind of facetious and make jokes at that point. I'll say something like, well... So what you're saying is you were cruising along, doing really well, not eating snacks, and then somebody jumped on you and pinned you down and shoved some snacks down your throat? Like, what? how how did that happen? Like, break this story down for me. It sounds like it's going to be a great story. And what they really mean is, if I take total responsibility for my actions, I would have to say, I have intentions to not snack, but I keep snacking, and I don't really know why I'm snacking. I haven't dug into that. And we're going to go deeper on that not knowing thing in the next episode. But that's the way it needs to be worded. Like, I haven't figured this out yet. But try really has no place in that. You can't try to not eat snacks. Because 
you have never accidentally eaten a snack. You're not like walking along and, you know, you stumble and fall and on your way down, you eat a cookie. That doesn't make any sense. You've never like been cruising along in your car and suddenly somebody T-bones you and you realize afterwards, wow, I've got cake crumbs on my face. I must have eaten some cake during that accident. None of this stuff has ever happened. There's no accidental snacking. And this is where you might say, yeah, but I'm just, I do it out of habit. I just it was like making my kids lunch and I just pop something into my mouth. Okay, it's technically accidental in that you didn't realize what you were doing because you were following through with an old habit. But the bottom line is that you still have to take responsibility for that because you're the one that set up that habit. And now you have to go break that habit and pull the word try out of it. Don't say, I'm going to try to break that habit. You have control. This is an action that you have to take. Another example is when I'll ask somebody, have you been meditating? Because I force meditation on everybody that works with me on a more personal level, like in Diligent Mind Self-Care and my membership program. I believe that meditation is probably the most essential part of the entire process of getting this mindset stuff right. And I'll ask somebody, are you meditating? And they'll say, I'm trying. And again, that has to be a really good story. It has to be something like, I sit down to try to meditate for 10 minutes and I'm actually going to do this meditation. And then the house catches on fire. Or, you know, they'll say something like, my kids come bursting in and interrupt me. Okay, well, then... You're not meditating in the right place or at the right time. Go meditate on your toilet. Go meditate in your car. Go someplace where they can't interrupt you. Something like that. But without those kinds of interruptions, trying doesn't make sense. That word trying actually means I keep not doing it. I keep not prioritizing it. Or I keep quitting halfway through. Something like that. And it gives up control. Control is in your hands. The world can take control of these things from you on occasion, but that's usually not what people mean. And for a really succinct example of this, one that I've heard countless times, is if I prescribe cold exposure to somebody and go, look, I want you to do 10 seconds of cold water at the end of your shower. And then that person comes back and goes, I tried, but I only made it six seconds. What in the heck does that mean? Did you die? Did, did you die? Are you dead now? Well, no. Oh, so somebody barged into your bathroom, threw your shower door open, drug you out, shut off the water, and screamed in your face that if you ever do this again, you're going to get a beaten. No, that means I reached my hand out and turned off the water or turned the warm water back up. That's what that means. There was no trying in these situations. Now, again, I have to reiterate here that this cannot be a place for self-abuse. You make a decision to not do something that you said you were going to do or to do something that you said you weren't going to do, you need to get inquisitive and curious about that and go figure out what the heck happened because trying was not involved. There was a decision there. Why did you change your path? Why did you change direction there in the middle of your opportunity to follow through with this goal that you've set for yourself? And if you constantly use that word try, you're going to give up that control and pretend that the world is somehow pulling your puppet strings and that you're not actually driving the bus and you are driving the bus. So no self-abuse, but inquisitiveness, curiosity, 
What's going on? Why didn't I follow through? Why did I change my mind midstream? Because most of the time, you're not going to know. You're not really going to know. It might be kind of cut and dried in one like cold exposure where you're just like, I was too uncomfortable. Okay, so what happened there then? I was too uncomfortable. What does that mean? That means I just couldn't take it? All right, then that means that if I would have went for the full 10 seconds, that something terrible would have happened. What was that terrible thing? And you start asking these kinds of questions so that you can pull try out of the equation. So technically what we're talking about here is don't try, just do. But I hate wording it like that. You need to dig in and find out what the heck the word try means. I keep saying try. What do I mean when I say that? Give that some real thought, and I think you'll find that you're just wrestling with your own thoughts. You're just acting as if you can't control yourself or you can't control your actions, and really, you're just thinking things. You've just got opinions, and those opinions can be set aside so there can be a heck of a lot less trying and a heck of a lot more doing. And as for hope, hope sucks. I... I got to be honest, I don't really like hope in virtually any example I can come up with of where I might apply it to my life. I just don't like the concept of hope. Hope is either about expectations that you, you know, the way you want the universe to lay out your life for you in situations where you really don't have control. And when I don't have control, I don't want expectations. And if it's not about that, then it's about things that you can control. And some of the really sad ones that I hear when people will say things like, I hope I don't give up on myself. I've always given up on myself in the past and now I'm starting to try to take care of myself. And there's that word try again. And I hope that I don't give up on myself. That's sad. That is a sad place for hope. And in reality, there's just no place for hope in self-care. If you're using the word hope, there's some sort of destination that you think you're going to get to, or it's that, you know, you hope you don't give up, which you absolutely have control over. The destination thing just implies that you're not really doing self-care. Self-care doesn't have destinations. It's a skill, not a destination. You're not trying to get anywhere. You're trying to take really good care of yourself right now, today, to make right now and today awesome. And it doesn't really matter what happens downstream. All of that stuff is going to be icing on the cake. You're just making great decisions because that's what you deserve. You deserve a happy and healthy life. So you're doing everything you can to make your life as good as it can be. And all of that will always happen in the moment. It's not like I'm going to eat like this for 50 days in a row and then run over and jump on the scale and see if I'm valuable yet. It's I'm going to eat this food right now because I deserve to feel good. I don't deserve to run away from my negative emotions with some junk food. And I certainly don't deserve a body that is, well, subpar for the way I want to live my life. Just because I can't stand the idea of not biting into some food and hearing a choir of angels. It's bigger than flavor. I want to do better things than just chase around flavor or the relief from negative emotions. And once you're in that place, there's just no need for hope. What are you hoping for? You're sitting there looking at some junk food and some healthy food. You got to hope that you can eat the healthy food? No, you're just going to eat it. You only need hope in your game when you're saying, I'm going to eat this healthy food and then I hope it 
does whatever to me, like turns me into somebody that I'll stop insulting in the mirror. Hope just isn't logical when it comes to self-care. If it's actual self-care, that all happens right now. What are you hoping for? And I think this is really important. I think that you need to throw out hope or ask yourself what you mean when you say that word. I hope I don't give up on myself. What do you, what do you mean? Who, who's going to come make you give up on yourself? Who would be the only person that could give up on yourself? You. It's right there in the name. Yourself. You would have to be giving up on you. And you're honestly saying you hope that you don't do something? You'll be the one doing it. What's with the hope word? The proper way to say that would be, I'm not going to give up on myself. Or I'm going to give up on myself right now. But you can't hope for that because it's you doing it. So hope is necessary for people with extrinsic motivations that are trying to change themselves, don't really believe that they have control. It's all nonsense when it comes to self-care. None of it adds up. No part of that fits in the actual self-care equation. So we need to get rid of these words. And I'm not saying we need to change the way that we talk, but we should examine what we mean when we say those words. When you find yourself saying, I'm going to go try this new thing. Like, let's say you jump on board with the discomfort zone workshop. You might say, I'm going to try this new approach and I hope it works. What the heck do you mean by those things? You're going to go try this? No, go do. Just go do it. I'm going to go follow through on this and I'm going to do everything that Jason lays out in this workshop. And then I'm going to hope that it works. What do you mean by that? I'm going to hope that I can expand my comfort zone? No, you don't need hope for that. You're going to go do a bunch of things that are going to be discomfort practice. You're going to make peace with discomfort and the word hard. And even if my workshop was poorly designed and didn't actually get you that result, just the general concept is something that you could easily go take control of and go figure out for yourself once you found that my basics were inadequate for you. You would just go make those changes and go, I am going to go expand my comfort zones. I am going to go make peace with hard things and uncomfortable things. And the things that Jason gave me didn't actually pan out the way I wanted them to. So I'm going to go do more things instead of sitting around hoping that something else comes along and figure this out on my own. It's the grand experiment. No, that's not going to happen to you in the discomfort zone workshop. It hasn't happened to anybody that I know of yet. But the bottom line is that Hope is nonsense when you have total control. And when it comes to things like becoming weakless, you absolutely have total control. If you've been listening to this podcast up until now, you've got 21 episodes explaining to you what it means to make peace with discomfort. You don't really need to know anything else. You can just go figure that out all on your own instead of hoping that it happens to you. So when you say hope and try, you give up control. And giving up control means in most cases, you're probably not going to get there. You're probably not going to actually get that mindset shift that you're going to need to be able to do all this stuff and do it in the moment. Take care of yourself right now, right here, because that's what you deserve. Because you believe somebody else is driving the bus. You believe that, that 
life could stop you from doing this, you know, barring some huge catastrophe. And I just don't think I've ever seen that work out. So examine those words. Examine what you're trying to tell yourself. People who have started and stopped repeatedly love to use those words. I'm going to try again and I hope it works. What do you mean? Examine those words. I'm not saying don't try, do. I'm saying when you say try, what do you mean? Explain it. Explain it in detail. So if you said, I'm going to go try to do this and somebody said, what do you mean by that word try? Like, do you think something could get in your way or stop you? You need to be able to tell them in crystal clear English exactly what you mean by that. And you're going to have to admit to yourself, I think that I will make a decision to quit. And then they could go, well, what's that got to do with trying? You weren't trying anything. You did something for a while and then you didn't do something for a while. There's no try in any of that. They were both decisions that you made. So examine these words, dig in. Take a close look at them. Pull them out of your vocabulary to the best of your ability when you're talking about being weakless and in taking good care of yourself. And any place that you do find them, make your inner voice explain. Make it explain itself. Exactly what is this word try for in what we just said to ourselves? Exactly what am I hoping for? Examine those things and, well... I mean, this is an essential part of becoming weakless. It is taking responsibility for your thoughts and actions. Next week, we're going to go a little bit deeper in that concept of not knowing and not really understanding what's going on in your own head. So stay tuned for that. If you want to get a jump start on all this stuff and you haven't already, pick up the Discomfort Zone Workshop. The link is in the show notes and we will talk soon. Take care.